Alrighty, I want to uh, take some time this morning just to spend in the Bible, and um, as as we do, uh, you know, let's um, let's let's not just be like hearers of the word, but let's be hearers and doers. Okay, as as we hear it, let 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 the Holy Spirit challenge your lifestyle. Let Him like, well, are you are you walking in this or? And, uh, and then, you know, stay in contact with that conversation that the Holy Spirit wants to have with you as we, as we go through this this morning, all righty? I know it's a bit muggy, but hey, we're Queenslanders. We can do this. Um, I, I want to, uh, as, as you can see from the PowerPoint up there, I, um, this morning I want us to um, head into some teaching on... Um, on taking possession of inheritance. You know, a number of years ago, Nicole's grandfather, uh, bef- before he passed away, he, um, he wasn't a man of much means, but he was a, he was a man with a little means. But, uh, and, but what he did was, uh, before he died, he wanted to um, make sure that what resources he had went to his, his, his daughter, into well, he was a step grandfather, and in, 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 and so his stepdaughter, which is Nicole's mum, and his two step granddaughters, which is Nicole and Leanne, and um, and 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 it wasn't a, a, a massive um, um, inheritance by any means, but it was it was an inheritance nonetheless, where he had taken stock of all that he had, and he willed it to them. He, it, it wasn't like he was going to keep it over there. He he had what's called a will in place. Okay, now um, a a will is both a uh, it's a declaration of intent, but it's also fueled with a desire that the recipients actually get to have the inheritance. And um, there's you'll often hear it on TV with the big mining magnates and all these people. Like there's these. You know, these massive infights can take place over who's getting the inheritance and how much of the inheritance belongs to who and so forth. And so uh, often we see the, ne- the negative realities about that. But in this case, Nicole's um, step-grandfather, he'd left her a small inheritance. And we, we were married and um, we had a home. And, um, and um, well, this... this so, so um, Jim passed away, and the estate declared and released to Nicole a financial inheritance. And um, and then it went from the estate, Jim's estate, and it went into Nicole's nominated bank account. So there was a transaction. It went from Jim's estate into Nicole's account. Now, at this point, Nicole had complete access to her inheritance, um, but she hadn't taken possession of it. She had complete access to it, but she hadn't taken possession of it. Um, taking possession of that inheritance was to actually then utilise the access that she had to Jim's will, which was that she would benefit from this inheritance. And so she then went, you know, we, we talked about it together and we ended up putting a small little um, patio on the back of our house 
so we could sit outside and barbecue <laughs> without getting sunburned. And it was great. We had lots of barbecues and parties underneath that patio and it was all great and it was all thanks to Jim's will, his estate, his inheritance to Nicole. But there was three stages of it. There was, the inheritance was declared to her, the estate declared it was hers. She had access to it as a second step because it went from his estate into her account but then she didn't take possession of it until she then exercised the inheritance or utilized it and therefore tapping into the reason that it was given the inheritance was given um, I, sh I share that because at the start of this year uh, 2015 I just want to say you know God did some amazing things in our lives here at Vineyard Pine Rivers in the course of last year just some wonderful, wonderful work of his Holy Spirit. We, we saw a number of areas in people's lives with regard to their identity and who they are and who God says they are. Their, their sense of connectedness to the body of Jesus or the kingdom family and, and, and purpose. And purpose. God's kingdom purpose for their life. And I feel like what, what has happened in the course of 2014 is that God has very much given an established inheritance of his will into people's lives. But as we move into 2015, I feel as though the Holy Spirit is asking us, do we actually want to take possession of that inheritance? Do we actually want to exercise the will of the one who's given us the benefits of his kingdom? so that we're not just watching from the sidelines, so that we're not just saving it for just in case, but we're actually walking in a lifestyle of Jesus. Um, there, there is a big difference between possessing and accessing. And, um, and I think as we as a church and as individuals this year go about following Jesus with all that we are and all of our heart and all of our passion, that we be a people who possess the kingdom of God. Not just access it, possess it. Possess the kingdom of God. Now, if you have your Bible with you, I want you to open it up quickly to uh, Deuteronomy. That's an interesting place to start the new year. But Deuteronomy chapter 4. And in Deuteronomy, I just want to give you a little heads up. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, here is Moses talking to the people of God. Now, the people of God have been delivered out of Egypt. They've spent a whole bunch of years wandering around the desert, and now they're about to enter into their promised prophetic inheritance, which is for them land. And um, so Moses is, is, is giving them a little bit of a, hey, guys, we're going in. We're going into our inheritance. And if you want to walk in it, listen up. And he says a few things. Okay, so let's pick it up. Deuteronomy chapter 4. And we're going to start at, uh, at verse 1 there. So you've got to imagine Moses is getting, uh, getting ready to send Joshua and the crew in. He says, now hear now. I love that opening statement. In other words, oi, listen up. <laughs> That's it. It's exactly what it is. It's one of those. 
It's a call to attention. <laughs> Hear now, O Israel, the decrees and the laws that I'm about to teach you. Follow them so that you may live and that you may go in and take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your fathers, is giving you. Do not add to what I command you and do not subtract from it, but keep the commands of the Lord your God that I give you. You saw with your own eyes what the Lord did at Baal Peor. I'll come back and explain that in a minute. The Lord your God destroyed from among you everyone who followed the bar of pure. But all of you who held fast to the Lord your God are still alive today. See, isn't that interesting? The first bit is hear, now it's see. So ears, eyes, got them turned on, all right? I have taught you decrees and laws the Lord my God commanded me so that you may follow them in the land that you are entering and take possession of it. So that's the second time now Moses is like saying the same thing. But one time he's addressing their hearing and the next time he's addressing their vision. But with the same end, that you would possess what God is giving you. Okay? Observe them carefully, for this will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations who will hear about all these decrees and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. What other nation is so great as to have their gods near them the way the Lord our God is near us whenever we pray to him? And what other nation is so great as to have such righteous decrees and laws as this body of laws that I'm setting before you today? Only be careful, watch yourself closely, so that you do not forget the things that your eyes have seen or let them slip from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Remember the day you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb when he said, Assemble the people before me to hear my words so that they may learn to revere me as long as they live in the land and may teach them to their children. God has always got our children on the forefront of his heart. You came near and you stood at the foot of the mountain while it blazed with fire to the very heavens with black clouds and deep darkness. And then the Lord spoke to you out of the fire. You heard the sound of the words, but you saw no form. There was only a voice. And he declared to you his covenant, the Ten Commandments which he commanded you to follow and then wrote them on two stone tablets and the Lord directed me at this time to teach you the decrees and the laws that you're to follow in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. You saw no form of any kind the day the Lord spoke to you at Horeb, but out of the fire. Therefore, watch yourselves care very carefully 
so that you do not become corrupt and make for yourselves an idol, an image of any shape, whether formed like a man or a woman or like an animal or on earth or any bird that flies in the air or like any creature that moves along the ground or any fish in the waters below. And when you look up to the sky and see the sun and the moon and the stars and all the heavenly array, don't be enticed to bowing down to them and worshipping the things that the Lord your God has apportioned to all the nations under heaven. But as for you, the Lord took you and brought you up out of the iron-smelting furnace, out of Egypt, to be the people of his inheritance as you now are. So there's some declaration being made even before they've possessed it, they're being declared, you are the people of the inheritance. It's now time to step into it and live in the, the bounty of it. Isn't it interesting in that last little bit there from verses 15 to 20, this is just a pure side note, that he, he, you know, God in, at this point is manifesting his presence purely as voice through fire. And he tells them, Listen, not like, don't make any forms like birds or animals or, you know, cats, dogs, trees, fish, whatever, stars, whatever. Don't bow down to that stuff. Don't worship that stuff. And it's interesting, if you look at all of the religions and spiritualities of the planet today, there are so many of them that are given to bowing down to animals and plants and trees and stars and, you know, uh, what do you mean worshipping stars? Well, you know, just even stuff like horoscopes, you know, like giving, attributing power to or honour to, you know, these spiritual things, created things. It's interesting, God nails all that or Moses nails all that sort of stuff. You know, and that stuff's still at play today. <laughs> it's not like, oh, that was then. It's, it's, it's now too. Um, it's a great piece of scripture where God reminds the people that they're in a covenant relationship with him. And he wants, God wants for them through Moses' teaching and his speaking, he's wanting them to access the, 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 the fullness of the inheritance that's theirs, that God is making for them. And so there's just a few things I thought I want to just pick up out of this very lightly as, you, as we go into a new year, um, just some really good, really good pickups on the way. Now, is that... No, oh, it's not working up there. Let me get it here. I can't seem to get it to go from here. Sorry, Scott. But the first one is this. Are we listening? Are we even listening to God? You got it up there, mate? Excellent. Um, recently, uh, Nicole and I, we went and spent some time with uh, some folk that have been doing it tough. And, you know, they've got some health issues going on and, um, and their circumstances are, uh, have been a real, a real battle. And anyway, so one of, the, one of the ways that the Lord helps grow me and Nicole is he helps us to become very generous in the area where we are struggling poverty for the sake of someone else, for the sake of someone else. So on our way to go and visit um, 
this family, uh, you know, Nicole was just talking to the Lord and she said, you know, I feel like the Lord's saying we need to give him some money. I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, it's Christmas, it's New Year, kids are back to school. It's like, hey, 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 hey. Uh, you know, um, we're behind in our pays, you name it. All that stuff just starts stacking up. All starts ratcheting up. And the college says, yeah, the Holy Spirit's saying, we need to give him some money. I'm like, all right, let's do that. And so we go to the bank. Now, it wasn't, you know, masses of money, but it was 150 bucks. And it was 150 bucks that I could have done with right then, <laughs> you know. But it was an area that the Lord was wanting to press on us to see if we were listening to him. If we're listening. Now, listening, there's two dynamics to listening. <laughs> uh, have you ever tried to speak to someone when they're on the couch watching the TV? And they go, and you talk to them, and then, and they, and did you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard you. What did I say? Oh, I don't know. Uh, what did you say? You know, there's, a diff- there's, there's another dynamic to listening, isn't there, to hearing. There is an actual um, response. And, 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 and just like Moses said to the people of God as they're about to enter in and take possession of everything God's got for them, same too for us at the start of this year. Listen up. Listen up to what God is saying and speaking to you. But don't just listen like we do from the couch when we're watching the cricket and someone speaks in the background and really all you want to do is turn the volume up on the TV because that's a distraction, someone talking to you. Well, God might actually be a distraction for you this year. He might actually be wanting to interrupt your life with something he has to say to you because he wants to know if you're listening. Now, being a listener is one thing. Oh, yes, Lord, you're telling us to give them $150. Applying what we're listening is when the fruit really kicks in. So, you know, we took the went to the ATM and we dropped, dropped the 150 bucks in their pocket just as we were leaving. We just said, hey, yeah, God wants you to have this. And we just jammed it in their pocket. And, and they were just like, thank you. We really needed this. We're like, hey, awesome. Glory to God and joy to you. You know, there was a sense of not only had we heard and listened, but then we applied and we entered into what we were hearing from God. Enter in. Enter into what God's saying to you at the start of this year so that you may live and take possession of it. You want to go to the next slide for me, mate, the third one? I don't know why that's this. I can't get it to flick over from here today. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 7, he tells this little parable about um, builders, people that build. He tells a story about difference between wise builders and foolish builders. And you may remember the parable in Matthew chapter 7. He says, like, so the wise person or, or, um, uh, or the person that hears God doesn't just hear God, but actually then puts into practice what God is saying to them. And he says, Jesus describes that kind of person as a person who builds upon a rock. So that when the storm comes or the flood comes, that what they've built is on solid ground. Uh, and, and Jesus goes to, to task to actually point out foolishness. Foolishness, which in the Greek and the Hebrew really means to say, who are you? God? Come on, get real. 
That's foolishness. That's the attitude of foolishness. And the, and the foolish one is the one that actually hears God, hears God, but doesn't do what God says. So it's not that a fool and a wise person, one hears and one doesn't. No, no, no. They're both hearing God. It's the application. Who's entering into what they're hearing? Point taken. Are we entering into what we're hearing Jesus saying for our life? Corey preached this amazing message last week about being a people of the Spirit, people of the presence. God is pouring himself out continuously in his Spirit and his wisdom upon us that we would hear and put into practice what we're hearing. If you want to enter into and possess your kingdom inheritance, you can't sit and listen and say, stop distracting me. Because you'll have access to it. You'll be walking around in the, in the promise. You'll be thinking you've got to fight your way into it. No, you're already in the promises of God in Jesus Christ, if you said yes to him. But you'll be walking around like a lost person because you haven't taken possession of it. In other words, you haven't heard and applied. Or you haven't heard and obeyed. So at the start of this year, get the, just sort that one out. Just sort it out, nail it. This is it. This is going to be. I'm going to hear and obey. I'm going to hear and do. I'm going to hear and trust. I'm going to hear and apply because I want to enter into the fruit of my inheritance in God for the kingdom life in the here and in the age to come. I want it. I want the fullness of it. I don't want to walk half half-hearted. I don't want to walk in half of the grace that's there for me. I want to experience the parameters of it if there is such a thing as we're pushing more and more into the depths of the love of God. So that you might live. But listen up. Um, a couple of Sundays ago, I wasn't here, but I saw some, you know, this little uh, write-up someone wrote to the church to say, who was a visitor here, and they wrote to the church to say they came forward uh, during the ministry time for healing. And, and, and one of the other folk in the church was feeling incredibly unanointed. You know what? Does anyone else know what that's like? I feel incredibly unanointed. Like, you could use me, God. Well, this person feeling incredibly unanointed sees this person at the front and then the Holy Spirit says to the unanointed one, I want you to go and pray for him. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, that, that person though hears and then goes, okay, Lord. And they step forward and they go down and they pray for this person and this person has an encounter with the love of God for their life and they experience his love like they've never experienced before and the reality of his favour and healing and goodness for their life. So much so that they needed to write to tell the church about it. Hey, I was visiting your church and this happened. And then I shared it with a few folk. One of the folk that walked up and actually prayed for us said, well, you know what, I felt incredibly unanointed, but I heard and God said, so I stepped into it, into the activity of participating with what God was doing and the kingdom came. If you want to enter into the fullness of your possession of kingdom life, step into practice, even when we feel unanointed in 2015. 
even when we feel unanointed. And let's even do it when we feel super anointed at the same time. I just want to cover off both ends, so there's no out clause, all right? There's no get out of jail free here. This is like, no, we're stepping out. 2015, a year of growing in wisdom and practice of the goodness of God. Um, Can we go to the next one, mate? Follow. Um, Moses said to the folk, uh, he said, follow what I'm telling you. Um, You know, the first call of Jesus's words as as when he when he stepped into his um you know kingdom mission and role after he'd been you know um anointed by the holy spirit or actually just prior to that he's no no after that he stands up and he says to people follow me so Jesus is actually saying hey you follow me not I'll follow you wherever you may go You follow me. That was the difference between Jesus and every other rabbi of his day. Every other rabbi of his day waited for the people to choose who they wanted to be their teacher. Oh, we want to, you know, they streamed their children from when they were firstborns. Oh, we want him to get into the school of rabbi so-and-so. We're going to follow rabbi so-and-so for your life. But Jesus bursts onto the scene as a rabbi, as a teacher, and he says to his student base, he says, you, follow me. Not, oh, there's Jesus, I'll follow you. No, you, follow me. There's a, there's a, there's a reach from the heart of God in, in Jesus when he says, follow me. And this year, um, God is inviting all of us to follow him. The Apostle Paul, he he said it like this. He said to the Corinthian church, he said, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ Jesus. Paul was an ardent follower of Jesus. So as you're entering into participating with God in 2015, follow hard after him. Follow him. You know, this, this, this week, Nicole and I, we got to um, go and visit a couple from the church here and um, we spent some time with them and, and, and for their journey with God, um, you know, they've got some battles that they're going through of their own circumstances in personal health and economic and business activities. So they're, they're pushing through and kind of finding the intensity of the battle of doing all this while following God. But at the same time, they've been open to God, do you want to change me, build me, and, like, is there more? And so we go and we spend some time with them, and, and, I, and I gave them this book to read, and it's a good book, and I'll recommend it to all of you to read as well. It's an oldie, but a goodie, but it's called I Give You Authority by Charles Craft. I Give You Authority by Charles Craft. So anyway, they've been reading at this. They've been ticking away at this book, and they, so we're having a couple with them. And I'm, we're just, you know, talking about life stuff, praying about stuff. And then we're just like, okay, so how's, how's, how's you going with the book? And um, they started to share with us how God has been growing them. And one of the stories they shared with us was that um, uh, they were sharing about hearing God and then acting on what they were hearing. And they have, the situation is this, that, their nana is in hospital unwell. 
And so they go to hospital, and when they get to hospital, they all of a sudden have that lump in the throat, running heart sense of, I think God wants me to do something here. You know that? You know that one? Where it's like, I need to act, I need to act, but I'm not sure what to do, you know, and you get all nervous and like, you know, is everything all good? Um, and, and, and that started to build in their chest and in their heart, and then all of a sudden, they felt to talk to Nana about Jesus. Now, Nana, at this point, had never met Jesus. So after a bit of conversation of acting on this sense of, what should I do with this God's growing me? I've got something to give. I've been, I, I can do something here. They shared Jesus, and Nana receives Jesus. And then, as if that's not awesome enough, and then they said, and we want to pray for the pain that's in your leg. So they lay hands on the leg. It's the first time they've ever done anything like this. Lay hands on the leg, and they said it was really awkward because Nana's deaf, and so we had to speak loud in the hospital so everyone could hear. <laughs> you know, it was like, there was no escaping the moment. <laughs> So lays hands on Nana's leg and they said, and I commanded the pain to leave Nana's leg in Jesus' name. First time they've ever ventured into this sort of stuff. First time. But as they did this, Nana's eyes pop open and Nana goes, the pain left my leg. And then Nana makes the confession, isn't God good? <laughs> hey, that's, this is it. This, 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 is, this is what it means to possess, to possess your inheritance in the kingdom of God. To not just have access to it, but to walk in it with authority and power. Listen and follow. Join in with what God's doing. And nine times out of ten, it'll feel like that really nervous thing rising up in your chest. is like, oh, I think I'm meant to do something here. Follow the ways of God. The first words of Jesus to his disciples is, follow me. And Paul, as one of the most ardent followers of Jesus that I know in history, he said, best advice I can give you, follow my example as I follow the example of Jesus. 2015 is before us. and the heart of the Father, there is a plan and a purpose of such kingdom, adventure and passion, power, purpose. He's calling us afresh. Follow me. Follow me, that you may enter in and live and take possession of your inheritance. There's nothing more than ever that our global community needs right now than for a people to be a people of the presence, the presence of the kingdom of God, a people who bring the message and the ministry of Jesus with words with declarations, with prophetic utterances, with signs and wonders and testimonies that are all are as a result of listening, following and putting into practice the love of Jesus for his greater glory and for our joy. For his greater glory and for our joy. This is going to be an amazing year. Now, I'm only going to do one more. I've got a bunch more, but I'm only going to do one more. If we can go to the next one, Scott, that would be really awesome. Now, um, Moses makes this statement. He says, um, he says uh, do not add to what I'm, going to command, what I'm commanding you and do not subtract from it, but keep the commands the Lord, of the Lord your God. 
Have you ever noticed that when, um, you know, you might be struggling in your um, discipleship journey with Jesus or you've hit a roadblock or you, you, you're not seeing the breakthrough or you, you're wondering if maybe there's something I'm doing wrong here. Is there another formula? Has someone got a bit of revelation? Uh, maybe I need to go and get some sort of super revelation to be able to move forward. Or somehow I need to go and visit someone who's more anointed than I am to get access and breakthrough and all these sorts of things. When we're starting to think like that, we're actually exiting out of the relationship that we've been invited into. Jesus is your saviour as much as he is the saviour of the person right next to you. He is your Lord. He's your king. He is your first risen brother and friend. And he longs for you to follow him. And when we exit from that relationship or when we start to move away from that, Jesus, you're all I need. When we move away from the completeness and the sufficiency and the greatness of our Jesus and we start to try and find a formula, a way or a process, we're we're starting to add and subtract. Nothing saves us except the faithfulness of God through Jesus who died, he declared the kingdom was here, who died on the cross, who broke the power of sin and death and rose victoriously above it and now rules and reigns in the heavens and has anointed his people with his spirit. Rest in who Jesus is this year. Please, please, please. As someone who's watched a lot of people and even done it myself, trying to run around, trying to find the, the thing that will get me through or the, 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 the super revelation that might be someone else, some anointed person's hearing. No, 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 no. Turn to Jesus. Listen to what he's telling you to do. And if he tells you, go and visit that person and ask him to pray for you, go and do it. Follow him. Follow him into it. By all means. But don't go there in the absence of relationship, please. Don't add and subtract. When Jesus hung on the cross in John 19, just before he gave up his last breath, John recorded it like this. He said, Later, knowing that all was now complete. So as Jesus hung on the cross, now knowing that all was complete, He declared, it is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. What Jesus has done is completely enough for us all. And not just for us, for the whole world. For the whole world. 1 Corinthians 15.2, Paul writes this, he says, By this gospel you're saved by the completeness of what Jesus has done. By that gospel you are saved. If you hold firmly to that word that I preach to you, otherwise we've believed in vain. 
For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for your sin according to the Scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised, in, and on the third day, according to the Scriptures, and then appeared to Peter and the Twelve. There's a little bit of chauvinistic in his writing there, Paul, but he, Jesus actually appeared to a bunch of ladies too when he rose from the grave. It's that gospel. It's, it's him and him alone and the sufficiency of who he is so that you might enter into and possess the kingdom life this year. As I'll, I'll talk about the stuff from Baal, Baal Pure next week because there's some pretty full-on spiritual warfare in that stuff. I'll talk about that next week. And, and at, at, the, at the end of the day, What's up for grabs is worship, and who will we give it to? It's on us. It's incumbent upon us. It's incumbent upon people as to who the worship goes to. Alrighties, um, I'm going I'm to I'm uh, pray and just invite the Holy Spirit just to uh, take us again. Like for some of us, there's some of us here who've never entered the kingdom of God. In other words, there's some of us here who've never actually said, you know what, Jesus, I'm going to take the deal. I'm going to give you my sin, broken, frustrated life and exchange it for your life so that you might live in me and I can have life now and into eternity. There's some of us that need to enter the kingdom right now. And there's some of us here who have entered the kingdom but are walking around having full access but no possession. No possession. And there's some of us here who have tasted of possession, but they want to have a more mature possession of the kingdom inheritance that is theirs in Christ. So I'm going to pray firstly uh, for those that want to enter into the kingdom of God. Let's close our eyes and pray. Heavenly Father, we just give you thanks for what you're doing in this room right now and that, 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 that your Bible, it like speaks life to us, like real life. Not what the world sells us as life, but what real life is. The love, the friendship, the redemption, the deliverance of a powerful, loving God. And I just pray right now today, Lord, that for those of us that are in this room that are right now, just considering, you know what? I think I, I need to connect with Jesus this morning. Just in your heads and your heart, just, just converse with Jesus. Let me say the words. You just connect with it. Bring your heart to it. Jesus, I thank you that you came. as the expression of God's love for my life, and not just for me, but for my friends, my family, and, and the world. And that you died my death. You took all of my sin, my brokenness, took it upon yourself, and there you died. And with your death, you are buried. And with your burial... You took all my sin, everything that separates me from you, God. You took it all, 
all the shameful stuff, all the addictions, all my own proclaimed wisdom and need for control. You took it all and you buried it. And then on the third day, you rose again victoriously above it. And I just want to say, Jesus, thank you. And today I place the confidence of my life into who you are as the Son of God. And I thank you that as I do this right now, you wash me of all of the effects of that sin and separation and you establish me right now as one of your children, both now and into the the kingdom to come. And I just say thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you just do that transaction in the hearts of those that are entering into the kingdom for the first time today? Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And right now, there's, there's, there's a... There's a revelation on our lives that, you know what, I've been given access to the kingdom of God by loving Jesus. And yet I, f- I don't possess it. I'm hearing God, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing God, but I'm just, I'm not possessing the kingdom life as it's being offered to me. God, I want the kingdom life today. And so I turn to the completeness of Jesus for that transaction. I want to be matured in it. I want to grow in it. I want to exercise the power of it in every choice that I make. That my life would be one that's full and abundant and inspired by heaven. And that that the nations, even as Moses said, the nations would look and they would say, is there ever such a wise decision as that? Because when they pray, God's with them. Let that be the testimony of our life, God. People see you. People see you. And that is the trademark of our greatness. It's you, Lord.